Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to this very special edition of The 8 News Show. Today's episode is all about homeschooling, and it is, in fact, the introduction to a brand new channel that I've created with Hannah Bennett. Some of you may already know Hannah as the Detox Doula on Facebook, Instagram, and other platforms, but Hannah is also a very experienced homeschooler and now brings her deep passion for this subject to the world of podcasting, too. The channel is called It's a Human Thing, and we're going live on or before Thursday, the 1st of December, 2022. This is where Hannah and I will be posting content on subjects that we feel will help restore faith back into our community and ourselves. So please check out It's a Human Thing on Podbean and all good podcasting apps, and keep an eye out for the release of our homeschooling series, which is coming soon. Links will be in the description below. And now I present to you an introduction to homeschooling. I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, please leave us a comment. And whatever you do, please click that like button. Thanks so much. Welcome to the 8 News Show. I'm your host, Andrew, and today I'm down in Albany in the southwest of Australia, um, the deep southwest of Australia, right on the coast, uh, and I'm joined with Hannah Bennett, the detox doula, uh, to speak about homeschooling. Hannah, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that we're doing this again. (laughs) I am too. So the last time we spoke about homeschooling, we had an overwhelming response on the channel. And we've been talking about doing a series ever since. And I guess maybe even this is a precursor to an actual actual channel about homeschooling in the future. Who knows? Yeah. But um, I guess we'll see how we go with this one. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We're going to cover... Uh, some of the key points to homeschooling, Hannah, mm. so that we can give everybody a little bit of a kind of glimpse into the sorts of things that we'll be talking about. Yeah. And of course, we're, we're making a lot of effort to produce this series, so we will be popping those ones behind a paywall. Yeah. We we're going to produce a fair bit of content this week. We're here um, together for a couple of days, uh, but there's going to be some things that won't be behind the paywall, like this intro, where we are going to talk about some interesting topics. Yep. Um, but we're going to cover some other interesting subject matters as well, not just homeschooling. Yep. So they'll all be up there for everyone to listen to. But if you're very interested in homeschooling, oh, please, um, I think we're going to charge about a dollar an episode. So roughly... Very affordable. Very, very affordable. So yep. we hope that um, all of our audience... Uh, we had a massive response from uh, America, from the USA, Hannah. But what we didn't get was people asking questions. We saw a lot of people were listening in. I think it would be really beneficial if we're going to do a series. Yes. Send in your pain points and your questions and your how-tos and your what-does. Because yes. if we can cover that, then we'll cover it. Yeah, and that way we can tailor the information yeah. for you because yeah. – Hannah, you're extremely experienced in this subject matter. Um, not only are you 
the detox doula, yes. but you're also a leading homeschooler in Australia, really. Well, I could, well, that's a compliment. Well, that's, I mean, that's the way I understand it. I Maybe mean, I'm wrong. I'm passionate about it and we'll, we'll probably unpack that a little bit in this intro. Yeah. Hey, um, it's just such a huge topic and it's got so many myths and so many preconceived ideas around it. Mm. And I really am, I probably would say that I'm more of the vocal outspoken people in, in Australia or even with my friends globally that talk about, you know, the pros and the cons, but that the pros, the benefits far outweigh the cons. The cons. And we will talk about that more. But well, if people can input on that, we can tailor it. And really, it should be a very encouraging podcast. Yeah. And I guess just to sort of um, package that in another way, if there are issues that you're facing and you just don't quite know where to go with it, I guarantee you Hannah's already been through the issues. Mm. Um, so we can just reach out to us and make comments um, on the podcast. Yep. So that and on we. On social media. Uh, yes. Well, let's let's um, as part of this, let's get into that first. How do people find you online, Hannah? Yeah. Okay. So on Instagram and TikTok, it's just Detox Doula. So that's one word. So D E T O X D O U L A. So that's my kind of passions in doulaing around the birth area mm-hmm. and in uh, coaching with anxiety, coaching and homeschooling. This is why the this dollar episode thing is actually awesome because instead of booking a one-to-one with me and paying for a consult, you're getting mm. really good information. Yeah, really, basically really for free. I mean, I think we're going to – well, we don't know yet, right, because we we're don't. just – we're kicking you off, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an organic process we're going through. This is a actual experience right now. Well, we'll talk about that <laughs> in a second. We're doing some homeschooling as we as we speak yeah. and we're going to cover that in just a moment. Yeah. But um, – we, we're not sure exactly how much content we're producing right now because we've got a plan and we're just following the plan. We'll see where we yep. where the road ends. Yep, so, right. But we kind of estimate roughly around eight episodes. Yep. So for less than 10 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, you can get what so around eight, eight hours to 10 hours of um, information and problem solving for really next to nothing. So mm. if if you listen to this and you find this um, really worthwhile, would you please let your friends know about it? We'd really appreciate that. Um, it's, uh, you know, there are a few things in that that we haven't talked about, but obviously we're post-pandemic now. And yeah. this is part of why we're doing a homeschooling series because there are a lot of people now looking into this. Um, so we're all having a fairly rough time. Uh, I just hope that Hannah and I can help you out today. Mm. Mm. So let's talk about the fact that this recording, this intro to the homeschooling series is actually homeschooling. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> it's so cool. So digital media and digital mm. technology is one of the KPIs you have to meet part of the curriculum. So today my son was sitting at his little Apple Mac doing his schoolwork on Education Perfect. And I said to him, hey, it'd be a really great idea, hey, if we just get Andy to come over for a cuppa. Why don't we get you to come and learn how to edit some other stuff and set it up and kind of be the DJ? And he was like, no, mum, I just want to crack on with my maths. And I was like, 
no son. Yeah. <laughs> I know what's best for you. And I witnessed this and he wasn't a happy he wasn't a happy camper, but he changed very quickly yeah. when he got here and saw all the equipment getting pulled he out. He saw the gadgets. We'll have to do a behind the scenes reel or something to well, show people what the setup is like. It was hilarious to Well actually we've taken some video clips yep. and I'm playing them right now over oh over gosh. the top. So my son is now a producer. Well, where we've got Dylan on the control panels. There's three. He looks like a DJ. There's all these like colored. He's loving it. Stuff. He's got a great big grin on his face. <laughs> he um, I, I wasn't it true, Hannah, that we're, Dylan and I came over to the location that we're at right now. Uh, a big shout out to the Richards family. Oh, Thank you so much for allowing us to use your house today, yeah. um, or even over the next few days. Yeah. Thank you so much. You you it's, have it's no a studio idea. now. It's a studio now. We'll, we've got some footage. We'll, we'll let you. We'll, we'll show you. We've got yeah. some photos. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, this is we're, the beauty of homeschooling: is that we're yeah. we're learning. We'll talk about that more. We'll use this as an example as we go through this the, the intro today, which is some common things that we face when we say to people we're homeschoolers. Okay, so just uh, again to repackage that, we call them common pain points, yes. don't we? Yeah. That, I, I love that term. <laughs> um, so let's kick into it then. Um, common pain points, Hannah, what would be the number one pain point? Um, I'm asking this because it would be the first thing people, it's the first thing people think of. I'm not a, I'm actually not a parent. Mm. Um but funnily enough, it was the first thing that I thought of. And when you mentioned this, uh, so let's talk about yeah. socialising. A lot yeah. of people think that if you if your child goes in homeschooling, that they don't they no longer have that social mm. aspect to their life, and that's completely not true, is it? It's just. I want to say it's crazy to me, but then I also understand because I've been in that position before we started homeschooling and several of my friends who now homeschool asked me that. They they messaged me and went, so Han, I'm thinking of maybe taking my kid out for whatever reason, but I'm really worried about how they'll get their socialization. I think it's almost funny that that buzzword's even been created. Like what even is socialization? Mm. Like we don't talk about socialization when we put our kids into mainstream schools, but for some reason when we take them out of schools, it's like, but the socialization. <laughs> yeah, like, I know it's a funny way of putting things, but I mean, weird. in this day and age, there's some some weird things going on in language. Yeah, true. Don't yeah. need to really expand on that right yeah. now, but um, I think everyone will know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I guess the reason I thought of that was that the part that I loved about school the most was actually going there to be with my friends yeah, um, and yeah. to just play up and be so a, a joker. A lot, of the, a lot of kids that is actually the reality of school is that they want to see their mates. It becomes a, um, mm. a social experience rather than a, wow, I loved what I learned today at school for mm. 12 to 15 to 18 years. So um, – it's interesting that that is something that comes up all the time. I think a couple of weeks ago I was at the checkout and uh, someone said something about the school holidays and I said, oh, it makes no difference to us because we're homeschoolers. And she was like, wow, you must be so brave to do that. Like, I, like it must be so difficult. And I said, it's, I don't think it's difficult. I think like anything, it, it has its hardships, like anything. Uh, but no, I love it. I, I think it's great to be around my kids and, and she'd said something about like, how do they socialize? And so it was just a little smile. Like as I packed my bags, I'm like, oh, it's funny that we get that all the time. And then yesterday I was at the deli 
And I told the girl as well, she said, how much do you want? And I said, it doesn't matter. My kids are homeschooled, so I'll eat whatever you give us. I'm not fussy about the amount that you're pouring out at the deli. And she again said, wow, so like, how do they socialize? How do you do it? It must mm. be so difficult. And I thought, well, it'd be good in this intro. Well, probably not in this intro as much, but over this series to really bust those myths mm. and really encourage people. I think there's a lot of people who've gone, I think homeschooling's had its uh it's stereotyped for a long time and it still has that to a degree, but it's not as bad as what it was. Well, Hannah, and I suspect um, that the kind of socialising that children do in a homeschooling scenario is maybe more productive mm -hmm. because they're possibly going to be um, not only socialising with people of their own age, but socialising with people of what would be their teacher's age yeah. kind of thing. So you yeah. you sort of learn maturity a little bit quicker than mm -hmm. um, being stuck in a kind of a cattle pen with a bunch of you know, young kids that are... At usually the at this, if there's 20 or 30 in the class, if you have a very bright kid or a kid eager to learn or a kid who's got a certain academic excellence or is very creative and wants to really push themselves... Um, they are held back a little bit by the children that don't learn in that same environment as easily. And then likewise, you have the children at the back of the class or the ones that are straggling behind who get left behind because it's we've got to hit these targets. So I find that a little bit distressing actually to talk yeah. about. I feel mm. for children who have to hit NAPLAN scores and who have to uh, – we, we went through this a lot with Dylan – rocking on the chairs and, you know, making paper aeroplanes with their notes and throwing them in the bins but still getting really high NAPLAN scores. And I'm like, well, what's your problem then? Yeah. <laughs> you're getting funding for this. He's doing a good job but you're telling him off for being a little boy who doesn't want to sit still for eight hours a day. Yeah. Um, and the structure and all of that there. So we'll talk about that. But typically homeschool children interact with more – they have more experience in the interactions so they don't just have people born in the same school year or one or two different teachers that they may or may gel with or not, that can have a huge impact on a kid, yeah, boy it, or girl. If they don't gel with their male or female teacher, it depends. Some boys love male I, teachers, yeah. the nurturing mother type, whatever, right mm. from kindy. I remember that as a kid at school, yeah. It's their whole year gone. Mm. Then the next year, you know, they might be year five or four and have a, a female teacher that just doesn't get them and tells them off. And then in year five they have a male teacher that just, loves footy and chats about it with them and they have this excellent year and it's so down to whether or not they interact well with their yeah. full main teacher, which is phenomenal to me that your child's reports, growth, self-esteem can come down to whether or not they are placed next to the right person or yes. have the right teacher. Yeah, like, it's crazy. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, no, they typically though, statistically – have more experiences and experienced interactions. They have um, they're less sedentary and they have better academic outcomes because of their socialization. And as a parent, you're in complete control of that. Yeah, now, but that it's must not be a controlling a, way. It's not in a controlling way, no, because no. there is a technique to this, and you need to understand how to do it. But um, we're going to talk about all that. But mm -hmm. I think that there's an explosion of people interested in homeschooling now. That's the yep. feedback that I've gotten yep. from, the, from the research that I've done. And, uh, and I just think that there's, yeah, so many benefits to it. So 
we are going to talk about all of that. Yep. Um, let's move on to the next okay. little subject that we want to cover before we, we start our series in, in earnest. Um, what happens if your child gets bored? Okay, yeah. So that's the next Because that's the point. next pain point, yeah. That either people are looking to homeschool and are worried that they, their child will be bored or they are already homeschooling and say, my kid's bored, what do I do? Um, sorry, I've got a little almost burp that's not quite there. So that's going to be interesting for this podcast. <laughs> We're just going to have to be open about it and see what happens. Um, I feel that boredom is such a beautiful precursor to expansion and growth. And that can sound a bit woo-woo in itself. But when you yeah. think about it as an adult, if we're bored, it gives us opportunity to get a little bit creative, to start a new passion. We'll quite often procrastinate things as adults or be bored. And then that's when we go, oh, I haven't actually taken my bike out for a while. I might ride around the river and you text a few friends and say, do you want to meet at the brewery and I'm going to have a ride around the river and you have a nice experience. Or you read that book that you've put off reading. Mm. Like that that boredom is is sort of just a feeling. And in homeschooling, we should be teaching our children to not just go by feelings because feelings are just feelings and they change all the time. Yep. So Dylan today going, oh, kind of don't really want to go out. I've kind of got my day planned. And then having this new experience, which has shown so much already, is good. It's good to have that growth and yeah. expansion. And I think it's good for us as adults to realise that our children, we put a lot of pressure on our children to do something that we wouldn't even do ourselves. So if you're bored, this is your opportunity. So quite typically one of my kids might say, I'm bored. I've finished my schoolwork. I've done my two chores. It's 11 o'clock in the morning, like I'm bored. But then they have an opportunity. I'll say, well, you know, go and do something with it, whatever. It changes each time. But they might read a book and then be like, I can't believe Kobe Bryant was 16 when he first got drafted. And next minute I'll hear them shooting hoops in the driveway and yeah, they've made a little game it, around. It's, inspir- it's, it's inspired, inspired some sort of growth. And it's also taught them character and persistence with something and sitting with your feelings and recognising them and taking it as an opportunity to do something different. And so I'm now seeing that they will go to the library or they'll go to the skate park, but they'll film a new trick that they're learning which is creative mm-hmm. instead of just being like, I'm bored and parents mm. going, oh, my God, just watch TV or something then. Yeah, and that doesn't really happen in your home, does it? No, I mean, they do earn their screen time now and that's because the kids are older now and we didn't have a lot of screen time when they were younger. Yep. So that's got pros and cons to it because there are a lot of people who have had screens their whole life and, in fact, there's a whole homeschool community that use a lot of screens, Minecraft and coding and all of that. Oh, yeah. I wanted to protect my children from that from many angles, from an occupational therapy angle, from a posture angle, for health for your eyes angle, mental stuff, being accessible to groomers online. Just there's a range. We could do a whole podcast on cyber safety. So I was much more protective and strict than many of my peers on the amount of screens that I let my children go on. Hmm. That's been good for them in some ways and not good for them in other ways. It depends on the child because now when they have their screen time, it's all cons- it's a treat and it's all consuming. So they're not able to sort of listen to what I'm saying and and, and that they're, they're in the moment. Mm. Whereas I know kids who have been gaming for a long time, they can be playing Fortnite or Roblox or Pixel Gun or whatever it is that they're playing and you can be like, oh, don't forget that, you know, after basketball you're going to Johnny's house and they're like, yeah, yeah, mum, no worries and they're just playing and, and still can, talking. Yeah, and they're not thinking, they're not receiving It's not all consuming mm. whereas my, yeah, but I don't know why we went down that track. Um, what were we talking about? Well, it was just about oh, boredom. Uh, boredom, yeah. 
<laughs> squirrels <laughs> down on a little path and forgot where we were going with, there with it. But, um, yeah, so I see boredom as an important thing. That a lot of the stuff we do with homeschooling is about character. Yeah. We talked about that last time. And, you know, the the thing that was jumping through my mind as you were speaking over that dialogue just there, mm. uh, it's really what the, the what you're going to learn in this series as a parent is really about how to adjust your mind to the circumstances so that you can work through the issues, so that you can recognise what's going on, when it's starting so to happen. There's this aspect upon aspect and it's really easy. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Um, and I think you were mentioning to me off camera that, um, you know, there are a lot of people that don't have confidence in themselves to be able to deliver the material. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's about a mindset. And it's yeah, we've talked. I've talked to you about the unschooling, deschooling concept. Well, this is what I'm about to bring up. Yeah, this is the next part of. um, Well, it's really part of that. It's the um, readjusting to a new experience and having the tools to number one be able to readjust, but to be consistent and Mm -hmm. to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Problem solving. Problem solving, and it's not hard, is it? Mm -hmm. It's just a mindset. It's a change of the way you should you think. Well, not should. And there's no shoulds. The way it's about just adjusting to your mental approach. Yeah. So it's really important that parents don't feel and don't self-sabotage this process and that they don't feel not equipped or able to homeschool. The amount of people with the whole socialisation question we're talking about who are also like, I could never do that. I'd kill my kid or my kids <laughs> would kill me or oh, it would just be terrible or my kid would get bored. They say all these typical things almost in one big breath. Like it just freaks people out, which like I said at the start, I can understand where they're coming from to a degree, but I also don't understand because none of us have a manual in life. None of us when we have our children or when we're preparing to have children know what, how to feed our children or how to change a nappy or how to get your kid to settle into their cot. We're learning all of that. We touched on that a little bit before in our last episode. We're sort of learning the whole time and so are they Mm -hmm. at a very, very fast pace, which is why homeschooling when they're young is so cool because their neural synapses are just pinging. Yeah. And and you know, another thing I always think about is, um, you know, children going into school at a really young age, they're not necessarily learning the things that are going to cause further development in their brain. They're, they're literally being taught to sit down and shut up mm-hmm. rather than to be expressive and creative and all these things. Yeah. I mean, instantaneously, I can see that homeschooling is going to overcome those many of those issues. Yeah. So you get kids who, and this is no diss on loving teachers and kindy kid teachers who love their little kids and they get their kids on mat time and they sing little songs in Mandarin and they just love the lesson plans and they go in on the holidays and direct it, um, decorate it like under the sea. Mm. I've seen, you know, I have many, many members of my family, extended family on both sides and my own four siblings are all in the education, either teachers or EA. Industry, so yeah. I've seen very, very loving, caring, supportive teachers and EAs who are very, very passionate about loving the children and guiding them and teaching them however they are doing it within a system and that has to be that has to be said for what it is. Yeah, a, a system that's teaching your children to effectively be robots, yep. to carry out a task. Yep, to be a square in a circle. Or... Yep, and to just sort of 
essentially uh, go into a life that's lacking in inspiration. Yep. Um, Unique uniqueness. Yeah, yeah. Individuality. Just having experiences. Mm-hmm. You're, you're being cut off from all of mm-hmm. that. And I think I, I, I've got a suspicion that a lot of the people who um, ever, everyone looks at as failures in life, sometimes in some of those cases, they might not be failures. They might not have just fit into that system. Yeah. And and I I know for a fact that um, I've some of the most interesting people that I've met in my life are not the people who make great big money and work in a bank, mm, mm, mm. quite obviously. Mm. Um, but they're also not necessarily the people you traditionally would think would be the coolest, like a rock yeah. star or something like that. Not everybody um, is cut from the same cloth. If you do one particular type thing, that doesn't mean that you're instantly cool. It doesn't mean that you're a bore if you're a, a librarian, for example. It just means that um, I think the point that I'm trying to make is, is that Traditional schooling, again, teaches people to be boring, to be uninspired. Mm. They, um, it's all a society's just trying to pump out people to fulfill factory roles and things like that. Yeah. Um, don't Which you is confronting. Like that's, I think there are some people who are going to listen to that and possibly be a little bit triggered. It could be. Which, could and be. I'd encourage you to sit with that and. Think about why. Think about it. Ask us questions. Clarify what we mean. Because when we're zooming through an intro here, mm. and I can just tell there's going to be some people who are a bit defensive there. Hang on. A yeah, minute. and I I tend okay. to um, just sort of enjoy exploring um, a subject matter or a mm. philosophy or something like that because yep. <clears throat> I think that coming back to what I was saying, I think there's just not enough of that now. And we hence find ourselves going down the garden path in society yep. in all of the, the wrong, race. yeah, and and in all of the wrong directions, yeah. Because we lack critical thinking now. We don't have experience. Generally speaking, a lot of people don't have experience behind them to be able to have that critical thinking. So there are just so many aspects of this that possibly homeschooling is going to. Uh, it put you on a wave that will ride over the top of these things. It all it, it's just a, it's a, a giving you a different um, angle, a different approach, something that may actually expand your life rather than make it more difficult. Yeah. And again, it's what we're talking about is how to deal with this as a parent. Yeah. And how to recognise and how to build up the tools to recognise yeah. where there's. Um, failings or whether there's successes and i think also you need to um celebrate your successes always always and i don't know why i said that it just it was something that just came to my mind i think there's things that have been going on in my own life lately where um myself and people around me haven't stopped to look at the successes what have we done well yeah what have we done well and you end up can we improve but let's celebrate what we've done even if we haven't done it well actually you know, if my kid attempts some a hard concept in maths or English or spelling and, and doesn't get a, you know, 90% score, I celebrate that he persisted to the end of the paper and mm. did his best. Mm. And there's this, I, 
Man, it's such a convoluted subject. It really is. And I can see, my, I can feel myself thinking about going all these down, things. Going down, I'm thinking, man, I think we're going to have to do more than eight because I'm thinking yeah. the nitty-gritty, the unpacking, what does that look like? You can't do a day in the life of. I remember when I first started homeschooling and I was going onto YouTube trying to do like, what does it look like? Like what How does it in feel your kitchen it? table? Mm. How mm. do you teach that to your five-year-old? How do you get your eight-year-old boy to sit still? How do you whatever? But it really is about de-schooling yourself from that programming mm. and i really want people to listen beyond that and not be triggered by the word programming and defensive we're all conditioned we all have belief systems we all have developed coping mechanisms and responses to things we all have a filter and a lens by which we see life mm. a large part of our formative years are in a system and an education system where we're indoctrinated with ideas some of them are yeah. good you know, and I think be kind, be water wise, whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a system and you're in a cookie cutter system to, and, and this touches on even like when you were talking, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> like this is why are we, so, so many women are like, I can't, I'm working or like, you know, some people have said to me, I think homeschooling is great, but it's not for everyone. And I almost feel confident enough to say this now. I think it is for everyone, mm. but I think we're in a society where women are working purposely by design to compromise the family life yep. and purposefully to have two adults in the house working so there are more taxes paid and yep. so that their mum can't be in touch with. I mean, because we're at the end of this, we're going to talk about some statistics. Yeah. And you know what? I think you're going to find, I think I'd personally imagining, I'm imagining our audience nodding along with us right now because mm -hmm. the things you just touched on there are becoming more and more obvious every day. Obvious, yeah. And then that's going to create for some people some overwhelm, like what is the solution? What can I do? And I think all we've known and all we're familiar with, comfortable with, and just feel like there is no other option is school, work, house. There's a lot of people who are like, I get it, okay, I've been a bit consumeristic, a bit materialistic, but and I can make some changes and I can grow some veggies, but I can't pull my kid from school because that's too much. Mm. And I'd ask, but but Why? how deep how deep is your conditioning mm. um yeah and that doesn't mean i'm right i'm just asking the question yeah, i'm exactly. trying to get people to think because i very much would say that it does create you do need to create community it yeah. is hard to do it alone and i think um thanks for bringing all of that full circle by the way <laughs> just, <laughs> we just went way off our topic and our notes didn't we, we were all like <laughs> yeah we sort of did but um uh anyway I, I, I won't go. I was going to go off on another subject. Or let's we move can. on. Let's move on. Our intro can be more robust than we were planning. But I we did want to just say something. I'd written this down in my notes. Mm -hmm. This is the, st the statistics that homeschooling kids t tend to be, and I already said this, less sedentary. They socialize with a, with a wider mix of people. They participate more in community and community events. That's very interesting. So I see a lot of homeschool kids who go to the markets, who mm. help out in their dad's or mum's business, who are in a lot of um, – they do jujitsu, they do ballet, they do Minecraft camps, footy, basketball, soccer, whatever. Um, they have less peer pressure, they have less bullying, and those things are tied to poorer academic performance and a lower self-esteem. And that's profound yeah. when we're going to talk about that's right. what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on then. Um, you've Since you've just hit on mental health, mm -hmm. is there anything else you'd like to say about that? Yeah. So... Mental health is something I'm pretty passionate about. I had been a nurse and had really loved my mental health practice. Mm. 
I had found it a little bit, what do you call it, um, hopeless. Like there's a bit of a stigma around mental health and there's inadequate support and funding. I think we can all agree. I'm sure that our people listening in the UK or the USA would agree like it is in Australia. Um, but what's been particularly concerning is that in the 20 years since I've left high school, we had maybe one kid in our high school, in my high school from year eight to year 12, who had ADHD or ADD, M- maybe one with autism. Um, mental health was like, she didn't talk to me. She stole my boyfriend and mm. she said I had freckles on my face. Mm. And then they had a cat fight and then the mums would be like, you should ring your friend and say sorry. And then that was about the extent of it. Yeah. Now we're hearing, I'm hearing personal stories of children who have taken their lives. Yeah. It's the third leading cause of death in Australia for children between the ages of, yeah. like, for young people. One in five have a mental health disorder in Australia. 30% of them are accessing treatment. It actually just breaks my heart and I. this is where I get a little bit upset that people won't even try homeschooling because the one job you have as a parent is to protect your child. Yeah. And I see, I cannot tell you, I would probably say I see it daily in mum's groups, an anonymous post, my child's being bullied at school, mm. they had all this stuff tipped out of their bag, they've been told that they're this, they've been threatened with their life. Oh, gosh. Um, I've seen text messages from that mums have shown me of other kids in a thread on Snapchat. Uh, I'm very strict with my kids on social media. They don't have Snapchat. It's designed yeah. to hide the messages. They go away after they leave. So it's so easy for someone to take something vulnerable and then kids don't talk to their parents about it typically when they're young adolescents and teenagers because they're trying to move away and figure out their own identity and they're not yeah. going to talk to their parents about everything. And as much as some of us have a relationship with their kids where they can have that, that's not a guarantee that re- that parents are actually a safe place for children to go to. So you have all these kids with those types of statistics Third leading cause is suicide. Yeah. So many people struggling with mental health. So many, that one in five statistic from the World Health Organization in 2021 said that mental health is a major component of general health and well-being, which I find almost funny given that lockdowns and all of that stuff, they're now doing independent surveys and saying and inquiries and saying that this was damaging especially to kids forced to homeschool who were from low socioeconomic areas who didn't have access to computers and And we could make a whole show on that which is um sub part of the subject matter that uh, the eight news show is so um well known for but yeah um, it makes me upset it and i can see that um hannah uh it is upsetting that's the truth It's upsetting for any conscious person out there. I mean, somebody, I don't want to say somebody who's awake, you know, those sort of, those throwaway words are just becoming meaningless. But Mm. if you're a really conscious person, you're aware of your surroundings. You know, you don't go through life um, not being aware of people um, around you or things that are going on around you. And there are people out there like that. You can Mm. watch them. If you become, if you start observing people, you will see people just wandering through their day. They're products of the system. They are. And they've just become connected to their mobile phone more than they're connected to other people kind of thing. Mm. And that, that, you can see it happening. 
Yeah. And, you know, that is upsetting because we're losing our humanity in so many ways. And our children are as a result of us not doing our jobs as a responsible caregiver, as the village, as the parents, as the grandparents, as the aunties and uncles, instead of coming around our children who are innocent and are almost always a product of our choices, not their own. Mm. When they're adults, when they're teenagers, maybe they're a product of their choice. You know, Mm. they pierce their ears and get an infection. Silly choice. They, whatever, teenagers do what they're doing in their their quest for independence. But while they're young and while they're young teenagers, it is 100% categorically, unequivocally our job to guide them and protect them and communicate with them and teach them how to communicate. And we're failing as a generation of the adults, yeah. we're actually failing our kids, which is why for... And it's worldwide. And oh, it's, well, it's worldwide. Western world anyway. I don't know yeah. about the rest. But no, the I would Western say world. that that's true. Western yeah. world, failing yeah. them. And we should be really leading by example. We should be role modelling. I mean, we will unpack in the other things about practical ways to get around that and what does that really look like day to day and how do you communicate with your teenage boys or how do you protect them from certain aspects. But... At the end of the day, when you're homeschooling them, you have much more involvement in their life. Like I've said to you off camera, mm. you I don't my my probably number one tip would be de school yourself. Yeah. yeah. And this whole concept of de-schooling, we're going to get deep. We're going to go into that and really, really also get to know your child and get to know their love languages and how they communicate and receive love and what's their learning style. Like I'm a vision learner. I have to see it. Like I'm the same. Like literally does my husband has to write on a piece of paper like a flow chart and a yeah. Excel spreadsheet and a, a thing and then I'm like, oh, that's what you meant by uh, that. Like yeah. I can't just have a conversation about yeah. it. I get really lost. I'm the same um, so, in most aspects. So if yeah. a kid is like that and you're mm. like, oh, why isn't he learning this? But you don't understand how he learns or mm. how she learns. Like you've got one job. Yeah. Yeah, you know, was, I, had some, I had some funny experiences at school. I was a bit of a failure at school in a lot of ways. I couldn't – English was a – Perceived failure. Yeah, the English was really hard for me, but maths was easy, for example. But um, I, I I don't think the school – like the, the learning environment uh, was the greatest thing for the sort of person that I am. Mm. Um I remember one time where we did something in class and uh, it was the teacher was setting up some equipment, probably not the same as, but I think it was like chemistry equipment. And the whole thing was understanding how all the bits went together yeah. and they literally just showed us how it went together and explained it as they were doing it. Uh, and I could repeat that back immediately, whereas most of the other kids couldn't. Uh, however, you reverse that situation, you take it away from a physical demonstration to something out of a book, mm-hmm. the other kids exceed very well and I'd fail. Yeah, and then the kid develops this thing of I'm a dumb person. I had mm. to face that for years. Yeah, I, I, did didn't, too. I didn't have academic smarts so, and I was mm. in the dumb maths class in year nine. That's what they called it. Well, There was like the smart physics, chemistry top and then there was the intermediate and then there was the dumb. Mm. So for at least 10 years after high school, I was like, I'm dumb. Well, my siblings and my what father are all academics. Yeah. My, my mother and I were the two that didn't have degrees or, or didn't pursue those sort of angles. Um, although we did, uh, my mother was a manage, manager of an operating theatre and hospital, so she sh- certainly had a great career and she did some good things. And, yeah. of course, she raised a wonderful person right here. Uh, <laughs> a wonderful but, person, no mention of the siblings. 
<laughs> she just raised me. She no, does such a great job. No mention of the siblings. <laughs> um, I'm sure it would be the same on their side, actually, oh, probably true. more so than me. But uh, anyway. Um, and going back to what we were talking about at the start, Dylan was this morning like, you know, he's self-regulating now. He has – he's quite open about talking about his – what has happened with the last few years in Australia in WA for him and mm-hmm. he has come a long way. He recently emceed at the Homeschool Variety Show in front of 100, 150 people. Oh, wow. He ad-libbed and he was he had one practice beforehand and but, I mean, technically a few years ago part of his diagnosis was anxiety in oh, front of right. people. Wow. So he's come a long way And but what I know about Dylan is he might have been like, oh, going and like I like Andy he's cool and he's got a drone but like I don't want to go and be a producer whatever that means but when he got here with you and set up and did the lights and saw all the little boards and all of that he's a hands-on visual learner started getting into it and then you just see him he's beaming and he's doing his thing and he'll never and forget now he's, this he's setting up camera angles and things yeah now he is he's like no nah, the light's not good mum move there okay we've got to do this and yeah, over the good. course of the next few days with breaks this 14, 15 year old kid will learn more about digital media, the practicalities, yes. the problem solving than if he read a book about it for six weeks and had to do an exam. Yeah. Because he learns doing things. Mm. A lot of kids, so my other son, Jackson, loves building things. So he learns about inertia and movement and angles by building BMX jumps and ramps and taking pallets from Bunnings and driving them home tied down in the back with the boot half open and this whole process experience and then he films it and then he puts it on YouTube and then he learns about how to market on YouTube. All of that is covering English, spelling, angles, editing, maths, all of it. Business. because And business, commerce, Mm. all of it. because he's doing something that he enjoys and he likes to work with his hands. And we get a generation of boys who don't know how to change the oil and water in their car. Yeah, and you know what? I just thought of something. I think it's well relevant to bring this up. Have you seen the statistics about um, future society? And they're saying that um, many, many more people will be living, will be earning a living, uh, more so in just the services that they can provide to a business rather than being employees. Have you I've seen, that? seen that? Yeah, so it's a, a thing. I, I don't know the right way to word it, but there's... I know Forbes a few years ago said there'll be less brick and mortar businesses and there'll be a lot more you direct to the person. Yeah, that's it. And Maybe so the... online more, but I'm, I'm not sure exactly what that means in terms of... I remember seeing a panel of people speaking about this, and it was quite a long time ago, but I have seen it more and more. So, for example, you've got these um, mobile phone apps that um, you can register on and do become a handyman, or you might be able to do oh, yeah. So yeah. you register your skills, and then mm. people hire you yeah, for your Fiverr skills. Yeah, is one of them. I was going to say Fiverr. I just yeah. thought that people wouldn't know what I was talking oh, about, but there you yeah. go, and you said it. We so know. that's a great example. Yeah. Um, I mean, being a YouTuber, being a podcaster, these all similar things, except you're just like creating your own audience kind of deal, whereas equally you can go um, utilise the skills that you have Mm. and um, trade those skills for income. Uh, And and I think that... uh, as if it's true that if we are going to move more into that kind of scenario as a society, I've got a funny feeling that the kids that were homeschooled may just naturally adapt to that much easier 
than people who are used to a much more traditional kind of locked in to the system schooling slash work environment. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good point. Mm, who knows? It's just a speculation. Kids who are homeschooled tend to be a little bit more adaptable just because of their experiences. And like I was saying to you off camera, last week we went out for a big homeschool carnival. There was about 160, 170 yeah, kids registered. Yeah, missed. Yeah. <laughs> For a very good reason. Yeah, anyway. very good reason. Very valid. But um, And then we went to the Maritime Museum, which we'd never been to before. And oh, so cool. we explored all around that, which was really, really interesting. The local then, they had a then oh, and now yeah. exhibit. Actually, if you live in Perth and you can go to Fremantle and see that, I highly recommend it. It was awesome. I could have just sat there for ages because I love history. Oh, I should <laughs> My do kids that. were like, okay, we've seen enough. <laughs> yeah. We get it. But then we went with friends down to a wreck that's just off the coast, like metres away from the shore, yeah, and yeah. snorkeled um, this shipwreck area. Mm. And that's just a really cool experience that normally you'd have to pay lots of money and you'd have to go out with a tour and you'd have to be able to know how to have dive safety. But because it's right there, 20 minutes from the Maritime Museum, it kind yeah. of compounded. And it's nice, shallow, safe water. Super shallow, thing. in a nice little inlet, really, really beautiful mm. and it's such a nice experience for the kids yeah. to have. And you don't have that flexibility or the spontaneity when you're in school because there's a certain level of criteria that needs to be met. Well, there's a massive time criteria. It's You've got to be there for what? Pressure. Eight hours a day, isn't yeah, it? It's like, yeah. what? I don't know. Oh, no, because, it's not. It's because like, you, by the time you've taken out lunch and recess, it's like. It's like five hours or yeah. something. Yeah. But that's still a long time to concentrate. Dylan, I don't know, you probably do about two to three hours a day of so, actual study of actual study but that could be broken up he'll do you a bit he'll, actually dylan does want to just get it out of the way and then go to the skate park but jackson and eden will, will um he just wants to be done with it and then go the other thing that's cool here in wa is 16 hours of your school week can be on work so they are he's three months off 15 but can be working already in retail or oh, hospitality yes. or traineeships or something. But he's doing that. He's a, a, a an umpire for the football He games. umpires um, all through the football winter season, season for yeah. 15 or 16 weeks and saves up. He's bought his own devices with that and he's done that for a few years now. So does Jensen. Awesome. Uh, but he also has a lawn mowing business, so he does that for people and helps out with that. And then he's got he can work up to sixteen hours between eight thirty and three. So a lot of companies love that because they're paying the minimum wage because mm. they're young, but they don't have to wait till the school kids are off the bus at three thirty four. And then you've got to have a minimum of three or four hours. Yeah. So you know your Woolworths after school, your Macca's hours are when most kids are getting their jobs, um, whereas homeschool kids have flexibility to be working in the day. Yeah. So that's wow. really cool. So by the time they're sort of 15, 16, 17 and their mates are starting 17, 18, 19, the homeschool kids have sometimes already. a cert one or cert two already through a traineeship. They've yeah. had mentoring. They've had retail experience, customer service, hospitality. They've done little certificates like barista or food handling, yeah. responsible food handling service, little certificates along the way, first aid certificates, on-job training. It just is well-rounded and gives them this like – it's the last three jobs that you we all went one day and they all thought he was 16 or 17 because mm. he presented so well and he oh, was this he was and older. he was that and he's just 14. But I think because he's had – we've travelled a lot and we homeschooled when they were younger. We then put them in school for a bit when we'd settled to this new town and then we're homeschooling again. They've had such a huge – I think we talked about it last time. We took them mm. to Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, We took did. them to – 
to see that. So when you are then doing ancient history Rome, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, this is the photo of me standing in front of Mount Vesuvius. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like it makes it the different ex- yeah, experience. The, yeah, yeah. The experience is so much more. Yeah. Well, Hannah, look, let's just um, wrap up by talking mm. about the last pain point. Yeah. I don't know whether this is a pain point, but it was the last thing we wanted to talk what about. Um, the different types of homeschooling. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to talk br- about briefly, this. Well, yeah. basically, just to cue in that we think this is something that people will want, but we can wait and hear feedback from people. Uh, but there's lots of different types of ways to homeschool as well. Mm. So I don't know if everyone knows that. But is um, this, sorry to interrupt, mm. is this different to when, you know, we were talking about before. Um, really homeschooling is just about a mindset and, and, a, and having the tools to approach issues and all that. Is that different again to what you're talking about? Mm. So there's clearly defined uh, methodologies. Is, is oh, that yeah. the right word for it? It's fascinating, actually. Okay. Well, I like to experiment. Like you were saying you like to discuss and explore philosophies and, and different things. We're just talking themes. stuff through. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fun. And I yeah. like that as well. Uh, so, but for example, but I really want to do a whole sort of one whole episode just on this but you have like unschooling which is more what we do and that in itself can be defined by lots of little subcategories so what looks like unschooling to one person which is absolutely no book work no structure completely free child-led and I've seen incredibly amazing okay. things that children do when they've been unschooled and they literally no curriculum. Everyone, you have to forgive me, but correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. Are you talking about um, more of like the Steiner school? I don't know whether that's global or what. But Yeah, Steiner's global, but that's a school. Steiner is a philosophy, Rudolf Steiner yeah, and but his philosophies. In that, don't you let the children do whatever they want to do as long as they're being productive or something? I'm Forgive me, everyone. No, I'm not that's on fine. The... I think it's good. We probably could look at some of the alternatives to mainstream schooling if you are not going to homeschool. I, I guess like what I'm Suri and Steiner, but no, that's not unschooling. Okay, I guess Steiner the question I'm asking. Sorry, I guess the question yeah. I was asking. Um, maybe we need to edit this out. Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering whether um, that's what you were talking about when you talk about different methods, because Steiner is a particular kind method. of method. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about or is it something different? Yeah. So, so in the schooling system, you would have Steiner school, which is different to a Montessori school, which is play-based child-led. Both Beautiful. of them would be more play-based child-led, but they still you still have a teacher who teaches and it's yes. very beautiful. I've got a good friend who teaches a little Steiner class in Perth and and everything's just lovely like they have beautiful toys and 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 it's much more organic and earthy and um there's some beautiful philosophies within there uh but that is within the schooling system then you have obviously schools that are very academic schools you have sports scholarship schools you have all different focuses in school but pretty much they follow a guideline or a curriculum which has been put in place as a bit of an accountability i guess your kids have to we have a, a job as the government to watch you and make sure that these outcomes are met so that we as the government, you know, can send you off out into the world at age 16 or 17 that you've hit this certain criteria. My problem is I don't co-parent with the government and I don't want the government or any department Mm. of the government, whether it's the Department of Health or the Department of Education or the Department of anything, telling me how to live my life, what to put in my house, what to eat, 
what to wear. We're all getting a bit sick of that, aren't we? We're getting a bit sick of that. So, Mm. and I think there's several of my friends in the USA who have moved. Like I know friends who've moved from Oregon and from New York who've moved to like Boyce, Idaho. I've I've heard (laughs) this. Montana and stuff because Florida where Governor DeSantis is because they have freedom to just parent their children and homeschool their children without this. I mean, I have friends who have had social services, which is CPS over the child protective services Mm. in Australia and in America. Mm. Because they were a vegan family and it was seen as neglect by the government or because they uh, didn't um, put certain medications in their children and in that state it was seen as abusive and the children were taken away from the parents or who homeschooled a certain way, uh, perhaps in a Christian um, way with a homesteading off-grid thing and it's seen as not good because the government wants you to be what the government wants you to be. So yeah. I'm very, very hyper aware of that because that's not just an airy-fairy story. That's actual friends of mine. Mm. But I've seen pick up all of their belongings, pack their business up and drive to another state quick, smart, so that they can just have their own I've children. I've heard so many like, of these stories, yeah. So I'm quite – I think that we need to be aware of that actually because I think that that's very relevant. I don't think we should be fearful, but I absolutely think we should be putting measures in place and being prepared. And I think homeschooling is a really great way because the other thing is if things hit the fan – down in the future, the kids who are then pulled out to homeschool will have a real damn hard time adjusting then yeah. in the crisis time, along with mum and dad and the stress and the crisis oh, that we're moving. Yeah. Like they kind of did when they suddenly were locked down and had to homeschool from home. People think that what happened through COVID when they were homeschooled is what homeschooling is. It's but not. it's completely not. That yeah. was school at home. Yeah, that was school at home. Homeschooling's not that. Yeah. But um before that, your what what was the last question? What was the last point that the we were different types of homeschool? Right. So unlike in school, you have more of a style in which you can teach your kids. So there's classical homeschooling. Children learn Latin. Oh, okay. They do music, the arts. They learn these amazing contextual things from okay. way back that helps them understand things now because they have so if you learn the latin the root words you can understand english and yeah and medicine such an am- and, yes and biology yes and, yeah. and poetry and all of those things become yeah. charles dickens all of that stuff becomes much more familiar and beautiful to you you're not reading andy what's the guy you read yeah, Andy Griffiths and Arne Doe, and you look at these books and you're like, oh, my goodness. We grew up on Lassie and Oliver Twist and um, – Yeah, yeah. And I what's his name? I was talking about one the other – Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, or Beagles, was it? The the one – Christopher- Yeah, is that what it was? It was the guy that <laughs> was the pilot, the aeroplane yeah, pilot. Yeah, I can't quite Nancy remember. Drew, the Hardy Boys, yes. Enid Blyton and the Faraway Tree. the Hardy Boys. They were so good and so evocative and helped a child have an imagination. Yes. It's probably in our era only really been something like Harry Potter, mm. Narnia and all of those things. They're so good for kids and their imaginations. Instead, we're saying, you mentioned before, we're kind of looking at who's a celebrity and who's cool and who's a rock star. I don't want my kids to look at anyone no. and be like, I want to emulate them I'm and their so lifestyle. I'm so glad you brought that up because I didn't end up finishing that point, I think, just from yeah. memory. Um, I guess what I was trying to say is that um, the people who are the really cool people are the people who are living their own lives, not someone else's. Mm-hmm. Not it, trying to copy. If I'm putting it as simply yep. as, I, if, as I can. But for the homeschooling thing, it's very important because kids want to be a superstar. They want to be a supermodel. They want to be like Katy Perry. They want to be like Justin Bieber. Mm. It's natural for a child to imagine and dream about their ideal life. 
But when you look at the pressure of those people, you look what they go through, the meltdowns they have, and when they mature, if they make it, like mm. Britney Spears or whatever, if they make it, they're like, that was hell. I wouldn't wish it's, that on any child. Christina Aguilera, yeah. all of them, living their life in the spotlight. And there's these people that live for the Kardashians and it's just oh, it's terrible. bollocks. It's yeah. just utter bollocks. And yet you had people going around TikTok or Instagram a couple of years ago putting a a bottle to their lips to get the Kylie Jen, Jenner. Yeah, what the hell? Just hurting themselves, like actually going to hospital because of yeah. their stupid trends. So again, with homeschooling, they're less likely to have that peer influence for stupidity. Mm. They still, Dylan still, even without having TikTok and without having a device, knew what the TikTok dancers were. They all knew the Fortnite dancers. Their friends were all oh, doing yeah, it yeah, yeah. without actually having to be. The floss. Yeah, the floss. They all knew that. I knew that. Dylan denies that I know that. I reckon I nailed it. But um, everyone knows. The but floss. but it's like they there's this sad follow the trend. You always you know we talk about keeping up with the Joneses from the old days. You know you know keeping up appearances, but it's amplified by a hundred now. Yeah. Kids have to keep up appearances. And if they don't, yeah, it's crazy. It, is a, it is a social media, it is you are taken down and you cannot yeah. recover. And yeah, you're I little. I know, I can't. I, 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 look, I saw a documentary just a couple of days ago about that very subject and I thought, yeah, I mean, um, I guess I knew that. Uh, I just, um, I don't have children so I don't. Mm. I'm you not, don't see how I'm not really familiar with it, much, yeah. but I can see that. And I, you know, when I first recognised that, I've got um, cousins that are much younger than me, like over ten years, and I remember being young and noticing. I think I said to my parents, "Oh, they they so, seem so much older than what we were when we were that age." Yeah. And um, I think my mother said, oh, "Yes, Andrew, they've been um, watching, you know." All these things. I think she said something like they've been watching South Park or something like that. Oh <laughs> completely wrong. It's a completely yeah. wrong answer. But I think what she meant was that they're having exposures to things yeah. um, that you didn't get exposed to when you were that age. And now that's like 100 times on top. And the thing is, is that, and parents need to face this, is where parents actually need to do the work and they need to stop making excuses. They need to have that de-schooling on themselves and that self-awareness on themselves and they need to say sorry. I've had to say sorry to my kids. I'm sorry I damaged you in this area Mm. or that I put so much pressure on myself to try and like when the boys were young, I was trying to establish my doula business and I had an au pair and the au pair was helping raise my children. It was okay because I came in and out of seasons with that. But ideally, if I had my time again, I was 23 when I had, or 24, close to 23 when I had Dylan. So it's not someone else's job to raise your children. And you should know who your children like. You you should know whether they've been bullied or or hurt. You should know what the teacher spoke over them and whether that would have an impact on them and come in and say, no, that's not the truth. Yeah, I agree. You can't do that if you are working full time and yeah. you're busy and you come home and you quickly do dinner and then everyone sits down and watches the news or gets on their devices. You can't. And then I see all these parents going, oh, my kid doesn't listen. My kids run away from home again. My kid's got this disorder, neurodivergent, yeah. atypical, blah, 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 with a diagnosis of blah, 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 and they won't eat this food because it's sensory. And I'm like, I have compassion, but I also I'm like, I know that there's a solution and I don't actually think you you care enough to do the work. And that's probably going to trigger some people. Yeah, but that's a that's a good point. It's oh, we um, we, a whole thing. Look, on that. We, we got to wrap this up, yeah. but um, it's a really good point. So what we will say is, mm. 
unschooling, like homeschooling, you can do classical, you can do unschooling, you can do world schooling. That's so cool. That's so fun. We'll yeah, want to talk right. about that. And you can do um, oh, there's a couple of other different oh the micro schools that I was telling you about. Like it's almost like an old school where you have five year olds and you have oh like the, eight, ten, fifteen, sixteen year olds and it, and then you might have only twenty to yeah, twenty five like kids in a whole school. Like it was seventy years ago. Yeah, or 50 like it was in the old days. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you'd go to a you'd be a pioneer, go to a town and all the kids just come to the schoolhouse. Yeah. So that's cool though. You, you get more, you get the the elder kids leading and helping with the younger kids and the younger kids But that's kids grow so up good, Hannah. Um, one of the, I don't know if everyone listening understands this, but one of the best ways to learn anything is to teach another person. Yeah, 100%. And it's just, it really ingrains it in yeah. you. Anyway, so yeah. look, with that, everyone, um, I hope that that's been interesting for you. It's certainly been interesting for me. I know I've just learnt lots and I'm really looking forward to speaking to you over the course of the next few days, Hannah, and to really getting into this because I think it's just going to be interesting even if you're not looking at homeschooling because yeah. I think we're going to cover... It's a co- parenting thing. It covers some parenting stuff for But sure. it's a society thing yeah, too. So we're going to be talking about a lot of the issues that are impacting us um, in today's society. I know I've got lots to say about that and I know you do too. Um, I'm going to try and keep myself well-behaved and well-disciplined uh, and not go off on too many tangents. But Maybe some- we should have a whole episode that's devi- that's just... A conversation about life, and we can go on as many tangents as we want. Well, you know, we should do be... it live and get people to type in their well, questions. Well, that's what I was going to say. That could be That'd fun. Be so um, if we get a really good response from this, possibly after the series, we could do a live. Yeah. And we could have everyone that was that. Uh, we could just invite all the people who bought our package. Yeah. For like eight dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, that that could be wonderful. So that's another one that yeah. we'd love the audience to make a comment mm. and let us know whether you'd like to do that too. That'd be, I think, that'd just be really fun, fun thing to do, something a little bit different. Um, I love doing lives. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's really interesting hearing, seeing that you talk yeah. about something and someone brings up a question. And you think, oh, yes. We yeah. need to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. And I was doing lots of lives and um, early in the course of this channel and uh, I've fallen off the wagon a little bit. So we've got to get back on that wagon mm. and start doing more lives. Uh, and so it'll be multimedia. You'll be a producer and a multimedia presenter because you'll have the live video going. Hannah's talking to her. I'm her. now talking to my son randomly. I'm <laughs> randomly talking to people in the room. So you're talking to the producer. I am Hannah. talking to the producer. You're going to be a visual arts multimedia extraordinaire by the time this is done. Indeed. So with that, everyone, thanks yes. so much for joining us for this um, homeschooling intro with the detox doula, Hannah Bennett. Um, I'm looking forward to it once again, and I hope you are too. So thank you. Um, please keep an eye out for these um, homeschooling episodes. We'll literally just, uh, how about we title it Homeschooling with Detox Doula or Homeschooling with Hannah Bennett, episode one, two, three, four. Yeah. Maybe something like that yeah. so that it's really easy, easy for you find. guys to find, quickly identify which ones are about homeschooling. Unfortunately, I'm all real new to this podcasting thing. Um, I've done uh, 47 podcasts uh, online now and I've got a couple more to post, uh, but I'm still learning. So this um, the 8 News Show channel, number one, people – 
I didn't really know what I was going to call it. It just popped out one day. It was somebody else's idea. Number two, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was just wanting to talk about things. So we've ended up with a channel where we've got some series on there. Yeah. And there's some interesting series, but it's kind of mixed up. So yes, the eight news show isn't defined by one certain thing. Like we talk about political stuff or we talk about yeah. societal stuff. It actually covers really – I think you've done a really good job for not knowing anything when you started to looking at the equipment now and how you edit. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Well, it was a lot of research. Uh, oh but um, I, I'm, I'm wondering and I'd love to hear some comments from people in the audience as mm-hmm. well whether we should split these things up because I have the, the Jab Injured series yeah. which has been very, very popular and I've got lots of those yet to come out and let, yet to do. Uh, and now we're doing the homeschooling series. I've done other series – um, one we've only got two episodes on, which is about the um, economic fallout and how people have been mm. affected by the pandemic and the lockdowns. We've got more of those to come as well. Mm. Uh, so, everyone, with that, I hope you enjoyed the channel, The 8 News Show, and you can follow along with um, myself and Hannah in our homeschooling series. And so with that, and until next time, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>